Hello, and welcome to the Society of Critical Care Medicine's iCritical Care podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Margaret Parker. Today, we will be speaking with the Society's 2019 president, Heather Lee Bailey, MD, FCCM. Dr. Bailey is emergency medicine faculty at the Durham VA Medical Center in Durham, North Carolina. Dr. Bailey, congratulations on your presidency. Thank you, Dr. Parker. And it's a pleasure to have you here today. Uh, Before we start, do you have any disclosures you'd like to make? Um, Only that I'm the first emergency medicine president, (laughs) and I'm thrilled to be here. Congratulations again. Okay, so we have heard a lot about your background in emergency medicine uh, and first response training during your opening address. Can you briefly talk about your journey here for those who didn't get to hear your opening address and may not know um, a lot about you? Absolutely. I apparently had a, a little bit of an atypical childhood. I never realized it until I got older. But um, my parents were unfortunately involved in a very serious car accident when I was six years old. And my mother uh, was a nurse, and she was very concerned about the care or the lack of care that they were given at the car accident scene. She realized that there was a better way to do this. And so once they recovered from their car accident, my mother made a decision to join our local volunteer first aid squad, and shortly all of the family became members of the volunteer first aid squad, and you could say the rest is history. My parents were uh, leaders in the field of pre-hospital care in the state of New Jersey. My mother joined, uh, was in the first paramedic class in the state of New Jersey. My father was in the second. And they realized, with all this new advancing ALS care in the 1970s, that if there was no one doing CPR when they arrived on scene, there really was not a point to ACLS. So they initiated CPR and EMT and first aid courses that they taught for more than 25 years in our local area. They helped change the 12-hour CPR course to the 4-hour CPR course so that lay people were able to learn CPR and not take a full day out of work. And in the course of that, thousands of people have been trained um, in our area, and I'm very proud of what my parents did. So uh, many people grow up in military um, and are referred to as military brats. Well, I was a squad brat. I grew up in an ambulance. And so really, there was no choice for me but emergency medicine. Great. And you have obviously been very much involved in the SCCM and wended your way into the leadership there. Um, I am a former president of the Society of Critical Care Medicine, and I'm happy to say there have been several women uh, serving in this leadership role. Can you talk about SCCM's diversity effort in this area and what it means to you to be among this group of women leadership in SCCM? Well, first off, congratulations. You're one of our early first uh, women presidents and a true leader in the field. And I feel very honored to uh, be in this position, and I have had much help along the way through mentorship and guidance from both men and women through multi-professional aspects. I've had uh, mentorship by nurses, by physicians, by many, many members of the society, and one of the things that I love about the Society of Critical Care Medicine is that it truly is a welcoming place. When I first came in 1998 to my first Congress, really there was almost no emergency medicine 
participants at the Congress, and yet even though I might have been a little odd, I was still welcomed. They may have wondered what I was doing there, but no one, uh, no one turned me away. They are very welcoming and very, uh, very approachable, so it's been just a, a wonderful home to have. In addition to being a woman in critical care, you also bring a unique <coughs> perspective because you are an emergency medicine professional. You already alluded to the fact that there were very, very few of them when you started in the SCCM. This speaks to the multi-professional approach of SCCM. Can you talk about your journey through SCCM as an emergency medicine physician? Absolutely. So I was very fortunate to attend residency at the Medical College of Pennsylvania, which was one of the first emergency medicine programs in the country. And so my faculty and mentors truly were visionaries in emergency medicine, and my chair, David Wagner, also had the whole continuum of care in his mind. And from a very early time, prior to even my attending the residency, they staffed ICUs in small hospitals where there was not other physicians that were interested or available. And so emergency medicine ran both emergency departments and the critical care unit. And so I had very early exposure from day one of my residency to the entire continuum of care. I'd had the pre-hospital growing up, working in the emergency department as a resident, and then um, extending that care into the ICU. And so I truly saw the importance of good quality care all along the way. And then I was very fortunate that one of my colleagues and then mentor, Dr. Kaplan, introduced me to the society. Dr. Kaplan is a surgeon and actually is currently the president-elect and will be next year's president of the society. So we have known each other for a very long time, and he truly introduced me to the society and showed me the value of being in this organization. So how did the emergency medicine section, it, it clearly has taken off from the time that you joined the SCCM, and so how did the emergency medicine section become not only large, but also effective? You know, it's been a battle, I think, to um, have emergency medicine trained people become board eligible, and fortunately that battle has been uh, at least partially one, um, and how did, how did that evolve? Oh, that's that's a very long uh, <laughs> and involved question. You know, we have been trying to become eligible to be board certified since really the creation of the specialty, and I think there is a lot of politics involved, as there are with many things, that emergency medicine was allowed to become a unique specialty, but for, I believe, a, pr- a variety of political issues at the time they did not allow board certification in critical care. And so given the personality of emergency physicians, we do like action, we like to do things, we really enjoy taking care of the critically ill and injured, so it's a natural expansion that we would want to be able to continue the care. And it really comes down to persistence, stubbornness, and those in other specialties who were willing to collaborate with us because they saw the value of emergency medicine physicians extending their practice into the role in the ICU. And so we were very fortunate that we had champions in all of the specialties, surgery, internal medicine, anesthesia, who saw the value of adding emergency medicine. So it truly has been a collaborative effort on multiple societies 
and specialties that has allowed emergency medicine to flourish and now be able to go through almost any board pathway to become critical care certified. The SCCM multidisciplinary nature uh, is kind of a natural home for emergency medicine, not the only one, obviously, but, um, you know, as you alluded to before, and, and certainly in your presidential address, critical care really starts from the pre-hospital, goes through emergency medicine care, and into the ICU, and it is not only an ICU phenomenon, and in fact, one could say that critical care is without walls. Absolutely. I think this is kind of the same as emergency medicine. It truly is the right care right now for the patient, regardless of where you are, be it in the back of an ambulance, on the side of the street, in the emergency department, or in the ICU. And I think that is one of the advantages of being emergency medicine is because we are trained to take care of whatever walks the door, regardless of whether you're delivering a baby in the back of a car to someone who has unfortunately been shot or someone having a massive MI. Right. What are some of the things you are most looking forward to this year in terms of new and exciting things from uh, the SCCM? Well, we have many exciting initiatives. I think I had alluded to one in our my opening address, and that is our new open access journal, Critical Care Explorations. I think it is just such a wonderful expansion of our knowledge that we are now able to allow anyone and everyone to have access to this valuable information, and open access is truly a great thing for the world of medicine and, in turn, our patients. I think another thing we have is uh, expansion of our fundamentals line, bringing um, new skills and techniques to those who are not trained as intensivists. Um, Our OB obstetrics, I'm hoping, will be a very successful program because um, care of women and babies is so important, and it is one of the World Health Organization's current initiatives is to improve maternal mortality. And in this country, we certainly need that. I think in every country, we certainly need that. Yeah, I think you're right. So we have talked a lot about how you got here and the value you see in SCCM. What advice do you have for those who might be looking for opportunities to get more involved in SCCM? There is such a wide variety of things that you can do. As I mentioned in my address, I really got started in the chapters. We have 14 chapters across the country that really give you the opportunity to be able to be involved. So even if you don't have the time or the funds to be able to travel to Congress initially as a junior member, um, your local chapter is really a wonderful place to have educational initiatives. Many of our chapters are so very active. They have annual meetings that are not at Congress that you can attend where the, many of them put on FCCS courses and some of them also do pharmacy courses. So there's lots of opportunity for peer collaboration and mentoring at these Congresses as well. And so I got my start in chapters. And then what I think of the most important things is that you, you need to say yes. My recommendation, though, is you say yes to programs that you find of value and things that hold your interest. So that, would, that is how one gets started is, is you volunteer. 
Right. And you you say yes, but then you follow through on what you Absolutely. Do. Follow through is very important. The other important thing is signing up for committees, um, getting involved early, realizing that one of, I think, almost any leader in the society has been on a question-writing task force <laughs> or two sometime in their career. And while it can be very challenging, it is a very valuable skill set that you can use the rest of your career um, but please, we encourage anyone who wants to be involved, there will be a call to sign up for committees. Please sign up. The only way to get involved is you need to sign up, fill in the information, list some committees that interest you. Everyone gets on a committee. We need your help. We need your volunteerism. That is what helps make our society great. And as you got started through the chapters, I really got started through my section. And so involvement in the section and section committees is another way for newer, younger people to get involved in the society. Absolutely. And now our EM section has grown to almost 2,500 members versus the original handful that we had that would be sitting around the room. So the sections are another great way. Right. Do you have any other uh, final comments you'd like to make? Um, I have to say that Society of Critical Care Medicine, I truly feel, is my home. It has just been such a wonderful opportunity for me to develop longstanding friendships. I have, there are people here that I met at my very first Congress, and I am so thrilled that they are here to be with me when I become president. And these are relationships that I have valued my entire career. And I just encourage those of you to get involved. You never know where this is going to take you. Well, thank you very much, Heather. Congratulations again, and good luck this year. We will look forward to seeing what you do and how things go. Thank you, Dr. Parker. We have been speaking with Dr. Heather Lee Bailey, the 2019 President of Society of Critical Care Medicine. This concludes another edition of the iCritical Care Podcast. For the iCritical Care Podcast, I'm Dr. Margaret Parker. Margaret Parker, MD, MCCM, is Professor Emeritus of Pediatrics at Stony Brook University in New York. She is a former president of the Society of Critical Care Medicine. She is currently serving as Associate Editor of Critical Care Medicine and Senior Associate Editor of Pediatric Critical Care Medicine. Join or renew your membership with SCCM, the only multi-professional society dedicated exclusively to the advancement of critical care. Speak with a customer service representative or visit www.sccm.org membership for more information. The iCritical Care podcast is copyrighted material and all rights are reserved. Statements of fact and opinion expressed in this podcast are those of authors and participants and do not imply an opinion on the part of the Society of Critical Care Medicine or its officers or members.